0: This is an episode that I never thought I was going to record. Not because of the actual abortion, but because I haven't talked to anyone about this. I haven't shared this with anyone. And it's been more than six years since I had an abortion. This is not something that happened recently. This was more than six years ago. And in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you my experience. It's going to be honest, it's going to be vulnerable, and I'm going to be sharing my thought process behind it, why I made the decision, my thoughts during the entire process, and my thoughts afterward. So, the reason why I am recording this episode, even though it's very much uncomfortable, as I've said, I haven't talked to anyone about this since it happened, and the reason why I'm recording this episode is much bigger than myself. I have lived in shame for more than six years. Since this happened, I lived in fear of what other people might think of me if they knew. There was so much shame and so much fear. And I am recording this episode for all the women out there who felt shame and guilt for having an abortion, who are currently maybe dealing with it, for women who feel alone and like no one understands what they're going through which is exactly how I've been feeling for more than six years now. And I'm recording this episode for women who feel like the entire world would judge them for it. And that's much bigger than me. My intention and my purpose is much bigger than myself and my fear of what other people might think. If you're here and if you want to judge me for any part of my experience that I'm about to share and I'm going to be sharing about Having a one-night stand, I'm going to be sharing about my fear of physical pain. I'm going to be sharing about the entire experience. And if you want to judge me for any part of it, you won't tell me anything that I haven't already told myself. I felt such shame that I never admitted this to anyone. My best friends at the time, no one knew about this. Other friends in the last six years... No one knew about this. Partners, sexual partners, no one knew about this. I felt so much shame and so much fear around what other people might think if I share what I was going through. So I just never shared my story around this. And I've been swallowing every single emotion that came from this experience. In the last six years, I've been hard on myself, This shame and fear lived inside of me for more than last six years. But what happens when I hear other women sharing their stories around this, every time I feel lighter. I feel like I'm not the only one. And it's like we're sharing this burden because it does feel like burden. This shame and fear. It's like weight on your shoulders. And you decide to stay quiet so you can't share it with anyone. It's just you. For the rest of your life, you are with this weight on your shoulders because of your past. And you define yourself by your past. And you let your past define you. But when I hear other women sharing their stories, it's like, this burden is not just mine. So it doesn't feel as heavy. There is this YouTuber from Norway that I remember. She shared her experience and I was like, oh, so there's two of us. I feel like I'm not alone. I feel like we're both sharing this burden. There is another woman on Instagram from Sweden. And when she shared her story, I was like, oh, so there's three of us. It feels even lighter. This burden, this weight, it feels even lighter. I know I'm not the only one. And recently, there was another woman on Instagram from Italy who shared her own experience around this. And I was like, oh, so there's four of us. And every time when I hear someone talking openly about this, I feel lighter because I feel like I'm not the only one. So that is why I'm recording today's episode, to let you know that if you've been through this, you're not the only one. And there is so much shame around this that maybe you don't have anyone to talk to about this. And you feel like you're the only one. Or even if you do have someone to talk to about this, you still maybe don't feel fully understood and accepted. So, for today's episode, I made bullet points for things that I want to cover because I never had this conversation, so I didn't know how to even start. And it's not going to be perfect. I'm not aiming for perfection. I just want to share my own experience, share my thoughts. And I decided to divide this episode in three parts. So, first I'm going to talk about how I even found out that I was pregnant. Then I'm going to talk about the process of the procedure and all of that. And lastly, I'm going to talk about what happened later. So, how is life after that? So, let's get started. The first part is how I even found out. So, At the time, I had something like a one-night stand with one guy. And we had sex a few times, but he didn't come inside me. So I was like, it's all good. So that was my main thought the entire time. He didn't come inside me, so it's all good. And my period always comes right on time. But that time, it was about four, five days late. And I was like, hmm, I just noticed it's late. And I remember one night I woke up at midnight or maybe 2 a.m. And I had this in my stomach, like I was going to vomit. So I went to the bathroom to vomit my entire dinner. And I was like, hmm, maybe I'm vomiting because I used too much oil for that dinner. Because the entire time I was like, he didn't come inside me, it's all good. And I couldn't even connect the dots because... It was just like there is no way I could be pregnant, even though I was vomiting, which can be a sign. So a few days later, I went to a gynecologist and I did a pregnancy test there. And a woman who was working with the gynecologist, she was holding that test and she said, It is. And I was like, It is what? And she said, It is positive. You are pregnant. And if you've listened to my previous episode, episode number 87, I talked all about how I don't want to have kids. I never in my life wanted to have kids, so it was like of course I'm going to get an abortion because I just I don't want to have kids. If you want to learn more about my reasons, you can listen to that episode. So, when I found out, I was in a victim mentality. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was afraid of what was going to happen. I was worried. I was so much scared. And I was in this victim mentality for the first few years. And this is where mindset work plays a huge part. Because at the beginning, that same day when I found out, I was like, why me? At a time, I knew a girl who had 20 used condoms under her bed, who was having sex with everyone, everywhere. And I was the one that got pregnant, so I was like, how come she's not pregnant? The entire time I was like, why me? Why me? And maybe she even was pregnant. Maybe she also had an abortion. That is not something that women broadcast around, because there is a lot of shame around it that comes from society, a lot of guilt. So that was my mindset in the beginning. Why me? Why not her? And I was just... I was scared. I didn't have anyone to talk to about this. Because I felt this fear of what other people might think. And also, I didn't know anyone who went through that. So I was like, who am I supposed to talk to about this? If I have any question, who am I supposed to ask that question? So I kept everything inside. And I was also afraid of potential physical pain. So... As I've said, I didn't have anyone to talk to about this, so I went on online forums to hear other women's experiences. And I remember most of them wrote how it's a painful stigma you have to carry your whole life. And that's exactly what I've been doing for the last six years. That's the approach that I took. That is a burden that you carry for your whole life. And it is just yours to carry. So that's the first part. That's how I found out and my thought process behind it. So now the next part is going to be about the actual process. So on the morning of the actual procedure, I was sitting alone in the waiting room for like half an hour before the doctor came. And I was sitting there alone. I was quietly crying and just waiting for what was going to happen. And I remember the entire time that I was sitting there, I could hear screams and cries of newborn children. I think it was on the same floor. And there was something that I thought about while I was waiting, how it's such a contrast when you think about it. On one side, you have abortions, and on the other side of the hall, you have births. And I remember I saw a guy going in with a present in his hand. Probably it was a gift for his partner who just had a baby. Or maybe it was a gift for the actual baby. But seeing all of that and hearing all of that is just... It's a weird experience. When you're thinking about what you're about to do and you see that contrast, it's just... It makes you think. So I was sitting there alone and... In case you're wondering, I never told the guy who made me pregnant what happened because I was always thinking like, what's the point? We didn't even know each other that much. And I was like, maybe he wouldn't even trust me that it was his because there is literally no evidence. And I mean, I know it was his because I was just having sex with him at the time. But the way we started, I was like, he would probably say, You had one-night stand with me, you probably have one-night stands with other guys as well. But also the thing that I was most afraid about was that he would tell his friends. And I remember he had many close friends and he had a lot of extra friends. (laughs) And I was just like, he would definitely tell someone about what happened. He would be like, you'll never believe what Ivana just told me. So... I just, I didn't want anyone to know. And also another thing is that maybe he would feel bad about it. And I just didn't think that it was necessary to make him feel like shit. And it was enough that I carried that burden. And I also never put any blame on him because he was a nice guy and there wasn't any pressure. And sex is never just one person. It was was a collaboration on both parts. So it wouldn't be fair to blame him, just him for what happened. And this just makes me wonder how many men are walking around having no idea that they made one or more women pregnant. That is so mind-blowing, because we keep this to ourselves, like it's only our fault, like we are the only ones to blame. We keep the entire experience, the entire shame, fear, and guilt to ourselves. But is there shame for men who make women pregnant, women who don't want to get pregnant. So, you made someone pregnant, someone who didn't want to get pregnant. How do men feel about that? There is so much shame on women, but what about men? Because women didn't make themselves pregnant. So, just food for thought. And I remember when I came into the room for the procedure, there was me the doctor who performed the procedure, and a nurse. And before everything started, while the doctor was preparing his things, I came to him and I said, this is the conversation that I remember like it was yesterday. And I came to him and I asked, can I ask you two questions? And he was like, yes. And I asked him, how long does the procedure last? And now I don't remember the exact answer, but I know the time length was in seconds. So, it wasn't like half an hour, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. It was in seconds. And the next question was, does it hurt? So, I asked a man who never had an abortion, does it hurt? (laughs) As if he experienced that. But I was like, who else can I ask? And he said, Some women said that there are moments where it hurts a bit, but it's not that painful. And the doctor was so nice. The nurse was like an angel sent from heaven. Everyone through the entire process was so nice. And I'm just, I'm so grateful about that. There wasn't judgment in their eyes. It was just, they were just so nice. And I remember every moment vividly. I had local anesthesia, not the one where you fall asleep. And I was quietly crying the entire time, but I didn't feel any pain at all. Any pain at all. Which was surprising. I thought it was going to hurt so much, but it didn't. And right after it was done, the nurse put me in the wheelchair and she rolled me into some room to recover. And on her way out, she asked me how old I was. And I said, 22. And she said, a lot of young women come for an abortion. And that, just that one sentence made me feel so much lighter and like I wasn't alone. Like I wasn't the only one. Even though I was in that recovery room alone, I didn't feel alone. I felt safe. She said exactly what I needed to hear at that moment. Like, it happens. It happens. You're not the only one. It's okay. And it's just... One sentence that shifted everything for me. Just that one sentence. A lot of young women come for an abortion. I was like... I didn't say anything, but in my mind I was like... Oh, so it happens. I'm not the only one. I'm not alone in this. Even though I was. Even though half an hour before the procedure I was alone, sitting in the waiting room, crying. I didn't feel alone. And... Now the third part, what happened after the procedure. So I recovered quickly. I remember I took a nap in that recovery room and I got up after like maybe half an hour, 40 minutes, something like that. And I walked to the pharmacy and I went to get a cup of coffee and smoke half a pack of cigarettes I used to smoke back in the day. And before the procedure, I thought that I was going to need a cab. I didn't know how I was going to recover. But I was on my feet after that nap, walked half the city. Mind you, it wasn't a big city. (laughs) And I was like, physically, I was like, nothing happened. I felt great. I went to get a cup of coffee and I walked to the pharmacy. They said there were some pills that I had to take for like maybe two weeks. I don't know. And that was it. And the next morning, I remember, I went to classes at 8am, like nothing happened. I was still in college back then. And the next morning, 8 a.m., I went to classes and I showed up with the biggest fake smile on my face and no one knew what I went through. No one knew that less than 24 hours ago I had an abortion. And for more than six years later, still no one knew because I kept it to myself. And while I was preparing this episode, two days ago, I was like, you know what? I want to share my experience. So, this episode wasn't weeks in preparing, it was just two days. And while I was planning what I was going to say, I realized that this shame that I carried for more than six years was never mine. Because if someone would tell me that they had an abortion, I would never judge them. Even before I had mine, I never judged women for getting them. I'm like, okay, so you didn't want to have kids, so you got an abortion. Nothing wrong with that. That was my mindset always. I was never judging any women who went through that. For me, it was pure logic. You didn't want to have a kid, so you got an abortion. Nothing wrong with that. So that shame that I felt was created by society and women who shame other women for their choices... People who shame women for their choices. And I don't feel shame around this. I didn't want to have a kid, so I got an abortion. And we need to create a society where women feel safe to talk about these things. Because these things happen so often. So often. Women that I talked about earlier, one on Instagram from Italy, I was like, what? She also had that? Like, you can never tell. Maybe you're now sitting on a bus and maybe the woman in front of you, or a woman sitting next to you or behind you, maybe she went through this as well. You never know until a woman actually tells you. So when a woman feels free and safe to talk about this, it's important to create a safe environment for her and not to judge her. Because when we judge women for these choices, then we keep other women small. Because you see online, well, everyone judged her for doing this, so I'm going to stay quiet and I'm not going to say anything. But when we can have an encouraging conversation around this, no judgment, no shame, then more women are going to feel safe to start to talk about this. Because that's how we heal. We heal through conversations. We don't heal when we keep things inside ourselves. When we keep shame and fear and guilt inside ourselves, we don't heal then. When we open ourselves, when we talk about our challenges, our obstacles, our difficulties, that's how we heal. And the person listening, it's important that they are not judging. So, the shame that I felt for more than six years didn't come from me thinking that I did something wrong because I don't think that I did anything wrong. I didn't want to have a kid, so I got an abortion. The shame that I felt came from my fear of how other people would react. I was afraid of judgment. I was afraid of other people shaming me for my decisions, thinking less of me. So for more than six years, I stayed stuck in that shame in that shame and fear. And that's not a nice place to be. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good for your body. It doesn't feel good for your mind. When you're constantly feeling this fear like, oh my God, no one can know about this. And the thing is that everyone went through some challenges in life. Whatever that is. But I know that you also went through some difficulties in life. Life is not perfect. We are not perfect. We are all human. So, let's not put pressure on other people or even on ourselves to seem perfect and to keep your difficulties inside of you. They are going to eat you alive. We need to start conversations about these things. That is the only way that we heal. You can do yoga every single day. You can meditate every single day. But opening up and putting yourself out there, that's how you heal. That's how you open the door of that cage where you were stuck. What I'm doing with this episode is I'm opening the cage where I felt stuck for six years. The cage filled with shame and fear. I don't want to be there anymore. And now, six years later, I am not interested in how other people are going to react to my decision because I made a decision for my body, not yours. I made a decision that affects only my life, not yours. And as Renee Brown says, if you haven't been in the arena getting your ass kicked, but you're sitting in the cheap seats judging what I should have done differently, then I'm not interested in your feedback. And that is so important to acknowledge, because with this experience and sharing this experience, I haven't talked about this to anyone for more than six years, and now I'm sitting here with a microphone in my hand, and I'm going to upload this episode, and it's uncomfortable, it's unfamiliar, it's uncertain. I don't know how people are going to react, but I cannot allow myself to care what other people are going to think, because my purpose and my intention is so much bigger than people sitting in the cheap seats judging what I should have done differently. If you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked, then I'm not interested in your feedback. And I decided to exchange shame and self-judgment for courage, self-love, and self-acceptance. You have no idea how much love I feel for the version of me six years ago who went through all of this alone at the age of 22 and who was afraid to tell this to anyone because she was afraid people are going to judge her and think less of her. So she kept everything inside, all the shame, all the fear. And you have no idea how proud I am of myself for sharing this story for owning my past, for not holding my past against myself, for choosing not to be defined by my past, and for not staying stuck in the victim mentality. Because, as I've said, when I found out I was in such victim mentality, I was like, why me? Oh my God, why me? Anger, frustration, shame, guilt, self-judgment, self-criticism... And I have done a shit ton of work on myself in the past years to come to this point. And you have to have courage to say this, to talk about this in today's society where people are too quick to judge others without turning the mirror towards themselves. It takes courage. It takes courage to talk about this. After six years, more than six years, of staying silent when it comes to this and being like, no one can ever know, don't tell this to anyone. People are going to judge you. What are other people going to think? It takes courage to, after all of that, show up and share your story instead of staying stuck in fear and self-judgment. And that is where I will end today's episode. Thank you for joining me. Have a great day, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.